0: This is a fresh agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. Hi everyone, this is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonca, welcome to this little spot in the digital universe, glad to have you here for a while. It is the end of August, and I'm going to throw back to an interview I did in very early 2018 with Gare Maxwell. Gare's story really appealed to me because he's a former television journalist, as am I. And he appeals to a lot of other people because he is a reinvention expert i think so often when we're facing a transition in our business or our personal lives or our careers there's a tendency to get caught up in paralysis by analysis which direction should i go which new industry should i pursue should i try to leverage skills from my current industry into something else I talked to Gare as I was struggling with that and what projects to pursue in my own life. And he was an encouraging force that helped me get clarity on many things. Now, those of you who listen to News Radio KFBK in Sacramento know that I'm in another transition, jumping back into traditional media as co host and co anchor of the KFBK Morning News. Now, this was one of those opportunities in life that came very quickly, very suddenly. As I was doing lots of other things, running my content studio, doing new media journalism projects, this podcast as well, and consulting on a television programming project. I've been in uncharted personal territory and career territory for a year and very gratefully, very busy. And I've met some amazing entrepreneurs, both inside and outside media, who pulled me into their orbit and showed me other paths. It's why this podcast exists i wanted to bring some of their words of wisdom and encouragement and creative passion to you so when iheartmedia that opportunity came up i thought carefully about it was it right for me at this time in my life and right for my family could i flex those creative muscles i've been building this year and what would happen to the business that i've worked so hard to get off the ground well the decision i came to is that this was not only a great opportunity but the perfect opportunity to marry my experience in news and my creative digital and experimental projects in a way that could help me contribute something innovative and new and valuable. I've also adopted a moniker that I heard in another podcast with a creative in another industry. He called himself a hyphenate and I think that's what I think of myself as, a hyphenate, entrepreneurial journalist, business owner, show host, and creative content producer. So as we talk to Gare, I'd like to encourage you to think of yourself for a moment as a hyphenate. What are you doing now that you could leverage in another industry or a skill that you could develop that would help you innovate in your own industry? But first, if you wanna talk innovation, you have got to talk about New Age Ariel they provide more than a bird's eye view they capture beautiful vistas breathtaking overviews and an understanding of how things look from above from film to commercial photography and video the drone team at new age aerial can get you what you need for a fraction of the cost of hiring a pilot and plane they're experienced flyers government agencies trust them during crises they can set up drones with guided monitoring from an engineer on the ground to go exactly where you need them to go and get the photos and videos needed to fix big problems. And not only do they have tech skills, they are artists getting those unforgettable and scenic shots that open movies, show off that piece of property or thrill at the beginning of large business presentations. I'm thrilled to have them as a sponsor, New Age Aerial. Check them out online at newagearial.com. Mention the promo code, Fresh Agenda. They'll take good care of you. Okay, now my conversation with Gare Maxwell. Gare joins me now. And Gare, can I just tell you first that I love your name? I've never heard it before. Where, Where is it a family name? Where does it come from?
1: It's actually my dad's middle name to the best of my knowledge, Christina. There's only two of us in all of Canada. Really? With the name. Yes. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge there's only two of us uh, and uh, with with that name and that spelling and you know I'm I'm glad you asked because it's one of those crazy things you know when you're the kid in school you hate having the name that no one could pronounce especially when a supply teacher showed up and would mispronounce your name and All the other kids would laugh, but it was my dad's middle name. He comes from Scotland. He's a former pro golfer. It's Gaelic in nature. My mother, uh, God rest her soul, she fell in love with the name. And I am so grateful now in this day and age of the Google search that I'm the easiest guy to find on the Internet, as long as they know how to spell it, which is Gair, G-A-I-R. And uh, so in terms of the pronunciation, I always say, you know, you're on the air with Gare, who used to have hair.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yes, it is memorable, which is fantastic for what you do. Now, uh, let's get some of your backstory. I know that you were a television reporter in Canada. Tell me about that part of your life before the the second, the, the reinvention of Gare.
1: Yeah, so... I, uh, I, I was a, a lifer in journalism. I was a broadcast journalist. I uh, was, like, no different than anyone else um, out there covering things like school boards and murder trials and city council meetings and political rallies. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm a, I, I explain it as though I'm a child of the newsroom. And um, uh, so I was a newscaster. I was a sportscaster. And uh, what happened was, Christina – Uh, I did that for about 20 years. I was the proverbial uh, big fish in the small pond. I did uh, a lot of pro hockey play-by-play for a time with affiliates of uh, the NHL's Calgary Flames and Winnipeg Jets and Edmonton Oilers. And then uh, one day, it was May 21st, 1999, a 20-year career comes to a crashing end, and it was terminated in two sentences on company letterhead and, then it's 15 minutes to get out of the building, um, before you know it, within a week, uh, on the unemployment line, hoping not to be recognized. And there I go home, and the dismissal story is plastered on uh, the front page of the paper in a two-station town. So you've got the double hit. You've got loss of income, but also uh, loss of identity. And even though Uh, Christina, I'm sure you've seen it, too, in the broadcasting business. Even though you know intellectually, you're just one of a number of uh, senior guys being let go as the company is opting for younger, cheaper talent, it it really doesn't make it any easier to swallow. So, you know, I guess, but in a lot of ways, it's no different than anyone else who at one time or another felt that uh, they were not only humiliated, but uh, the situation was hopeless and, that there was no
0: way out. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, we saw it during the economic downturn. Of course, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about is stuff that I relate to personally, having uh, left a job in June and been let go from a job. So, it, you know, I can I can definitely relate, and a lot of other people can relate as well. So what did, what did you do? I mean, were you kind of lost in the wilderness for a while, or did you immediately pull up your bootstraps and say, okay, I'm going a different direction?
1: Yeah, well, I had kind of... Um I had just started dabbling before, uh, you know, the, the the double axe handle hit uh, and the guillotine dropped. Um, I had I had kind of been just experimenting, and that's all it was—some very innocent, uh, very amateurish experimentation uh, with the idea of getting into someday, maybe. Not really sure. There was no plan. There was no roadmap. But I was just experimenting with. Um, soft skills training and facilitation and and I really didn't even know to be honest Christina that the industry even existed but I I jumped into it. it I would say the whole process it was about a three or four month window and then I jumped in both feet and went all the way in in terms of okay I'm in now and I'm going to work with small business owners and their teams and I partnered with a company out of uh, Mississauga, Ontario, uh, here in Canada, and I started doing. It was like kind of like a Dale Carnegie type uh, outfit, and at the time, and and so I'm doing things like customer service training, I'm team building, uh, those types of soft skills things, and I had no idea, none, that getting fired would become such a delightful and wonderful (laughs) gift to get fired up. About new possibilities and new horizons and, and new heroes.
0: How did you figure out what skills from your previous career were transferable and what new ones you needed to pick up?
1: That's, that's simple. Um, I really needed to learn how to
0: listen. Mm, okay. that,
1: that was the secret.
0: Listen to. Uh, because in
1: broadcasting, here's what I mean. In broadcasting, when we're inside a radio booth or inside a TV studio, Christina, we're so used to being on transmit. Mm -hmm. And even though we can talk and even though we can write a little bit and maybe we might even be able to articulate, the biggest lesson was the shock of realizing two things. A, the world of business spoke a different language than the language of media, of covering events, but also the world of business demanded that you really listen to hear what the real pain was and the real issues.
0: And when you started listening, what was there any thread that ran through what you were hearing that was consistent with what businesses, clients, what they needed from you?
1: Yeah, and that thread still continues to this day. In fact, I just jumped off a call just before we hopped on and you know, some CEO from another part of your great country in the United States of America. And that thread, if I can summarize it, Christina, in one word, is differentiation. Mm. And I get a lot of uh, business owners, CEOs, senior executives, they feel the pain of differentiation because what really at the end of the day separates them from the other 3,000 insurance brokers in the province of Ontario, Canada? Or what makes their, uh, you know, accounting firm different from all the others? Or I've got a, a law firm that I work with in another country, and there's 11,000 other law firms in that country. You know, what, what separates anyone who sells uh, a common product, a common service uh, at basically the same price point from the literally the the boatload or truckload of competitors in any single category and that's what I figured out
0: one of your I don't know if it was one of your first clients but one of your clients was a car dealership correct or, or a series of, of car dealerships a company that owns several car dealerships and and how did yeah. you help them differentiate
1: well it was a, that's that's our friend yeah he's got one dealership and and the story goes and it's it's not just the story. I mean, this this is, and you know, you know, when I say this, Christina, from the heart of a journalist, uh, is that it, it it really, when we're in journalism and we were raised with that background, we 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 always want to know the real story in terms of the facts. What are the facts? And the fact is this: um, I met this gentleman in 2002. His name is Jim Gilbert. He was uh, a small operator. Him and his wife had the small corner lot. And they were selling maybe 10 to 12 cars a month. They were doing about somewhere around a million and a half a year in annual revenue. They employed maybe five or six people, including a part-timer. And we start doing the soft skills training thing that I talked about earlier. And then this was a journey that started. The initial phase of the journey uh, was four and a half years. And four and a half years, we knew, just like a lot of people listening, they know they got something different, and Jim and Donna Gilbert had something different, but that difference wasn't being communicated in the typical car industry uh, marketing language. And all you're going to know, in whether it's you know in Sacramento, where you're from, Christina, or anyone who's listening, what's the typical car ad you hear everywhere? It's better quality, better selection, better service, better value, better prices. That's basically it. Right. And so – after four and a half years of trying to really figure this out, uh, we traveled uh, a long distance. We got some help um, uh, along the way. But in September of 2006, we started telling an entirely different story on the radio. And instead of the typical car ad, um, you know, it focused on product and price, we told 30-second stories about canada's huggable car dealer
0: Uh, yes
1: that's where it started and he became the huggable car dealer and we told stories about how he's the casanova of customer focus and he's the romeo of roadsters and by golly he's the mcdreamy of drive so Mm -hmm. we would do these 30 second spots uh christina where that's all we talked about was just you know telling stories and we talked about how you could drop by Jim Gilbert's and get your daily dose of hugtonium and improve your love affair with your car and your libido.
0: <laughs> That's great. Well, it was hugely well, successful for him though. I mean that really it told the story with authenticity. It was it was more about about him showing up and perhaps getting to see him.
1: Well, and and really what it was it was a reflection of who Jim and Donna Gilbert The husband and wife already were like long before I showed up. And this is so important for anyone listening in 1998 when they had nothing, they were just the small guys on the corner lot. They would send out handwritten birthday notes to their customers. Mm. Okay. And now there's 15,000 people on the huggable birthday club that are getting birthday gifts every single year. I mean, the way you can picture it, and of course, anyone now, thank goodness for the internet, because you can see all this stuff. You know, anyone Googles huggable car dealer, you're going to see the story. I always describe it as if Walt Disney himself imagined what a used car lot would look like. This would be it, because he's got like hundreds of teddy bears. There's the merry-go-round out front. There's the nature trail to go walk your dog. And there's about 501 other things that they're doing to really create this culture that's kind of like right out of disney and it would be the only you know the fact that it happens in the used car category christina is truly remarkable because you won't find anything else like it anywhere in the world
0: right right and and so many companies are craving that kind of storytelling and you did it you did a video recently called the freight train of change and talk yes. to me about that because It's not just media. It's not just the car industry. It's not the accounting industry. It's everywhere where things are being disrupted and people are trying to differentiate and and find their way and sometimes being displaced because of it.
1: Well, no question. It's, it's, It's carving. Amazon is like a snarling locomotive and it is just carving through every category imaginable. Like right now, when Amazon decided earlier this year to spend 14 billion dollars to jump into the grocery business that should send a message to everyone in every single business category that is the canary in the coal mine that's the warning sign that's the proverbial writing on the wall the monsters are getting bigger they're getting faster they're getting closer to the customer and amazon right now after many years of not turning a profit is quickly becoming the richest, most powerful company in the world. And they're going to have the freedom and flexibility to basically chew up and spit out entire categories unless business owners start to feel a healthy dose of paranoia. That almost sounds contradictory, doesn't it, Christina? (laughs) But I think the healthiest thing you can be right now is paranoid in terms of you've got to up your game like never before. Right. Because if you think... That it's just going to be business as usual going forward into you know 2018 and into 2020. No, it's going to be business as unusual, and that might be your only way to uh, pr- not only preserve what you have, but to grow on your existing customer base. Yeah, you've got to embrace business as unusual, which makes the story of the huggable car dealer so relevant because... You know, that business has now become a $40 million a year operation, employing 33 people. And he's getting invitations like every week, almost every month. There's someone saying, hey, can you do you want to franchise this thing? And not that he ever would, but he's obviously built a brand of a place where it's got some degree of traction and some degree of uh, protecting itself against uh, future uncertainty in terms of economic storms.
0: In addition to speaking on these topics, I know you've written a couple of books, Reinvention Code and "Nuts, Bolts, and a Few Loose Screws. When you get up on stage at these various events around the world that you do, what do you tell that that audience full of frightened faces once you lay down the, the law that, that things are changing and they're going to get left behind?
1: Well, you know, there's no way... I don't think people... In this day and age, Christina, I really don't think people want to be sold. I don't think they want things sugar-coated. You might call me one of the world's few demotivational speakers, but I'd rather know what's on the table. I'd rather know what's in front of me. I'd rather know what I've got to do to prepare for the future. And so what what we've arrived at is the vicious cycle of learning and unlearning. So we got to continually learn what's new, but also unlearn so that we can relearn again. It's just going to go around and around and around. And that's going to be who's going to uh, prosper as this new economy. Make no mistake, we're in a brand new economy now. But it's no different than what happened over 100 years ago. You know, I live about two hours away from Detroit, and You go to the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit and you can see how Detroit was the Silicon Valley of over 100 years ago. And don't think for a second that this day and age of reinvention hasn't happened before. Imagine how people would have felt when those Model Ts were coming off the assembly lines in Dearborn, Michigan. Just put yourself in the shoes of all those people, the millions of people who were working farms and had Homesteads and plots of land, and suddenly these jalopies are running all over the place, and people are telling them there's, there's going to be paved roads and there's going to be restaurants on roadsides, and people are going to have gasoline stations. Can you imagine how foreign that would have sounded 120 odd years ago?
0: Right. Yes. I mean, it, there, there are it, things that would have sounded foreign, you know, 10 years ago that are happening today. Can you
1: imagine 10 years ago, Christina, that? Someone would have walked up to you, or 15 years ago, and someone would have walked up to you and said, you know what, not only are you going to carry a phone in your pocket, but that phone, and not only is it going to be a camera, that phone is also going to be a live television station where you can broadcast live to anyone all over the world. You won't need a satellite. You won't need a camera crew. You're not going to need an expensive truck or expensive gear. You can log on to Facebook Live, press a button, and boom, you can be talking to a live audience in Australia, and you're in Alaska. And that'll all be there right at the touch of a button. Now, that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? it, it well, 10, it would 15, have
0: back 15, then, yes.
1: It would sure. Well, here's here's what ridiculous sounds like today. Amazon is working on an airship, and it's going to be the kind of mothership that can carry, like, one or two Army tanks. I don't know when they're going to develop it fully and make it operational, but this is the kind of thing they're working on because that airship is going to carry like 500 drones, and you're going to be able to log on and get one of those drones. So you're home, you know, with your with your significant other going to, you know, doing the what are we going to eat tonight dance. You know, Christina, everybody does that. Yes, they do. What are we going to eat tonight (laughs) dance and And you're not feeling like you want to go to the crowded shopping mall. You don't even want to go to the grocery store because it's too far away. It's raining, you know, and you've got a bit of a headache or who knows what. And what are you going to do? You're going to log on and within half an hour, a drone is going to deliver tonight's supper the ingredients right from the grocery store to your front porch.
0: Yes, that does sound crazy, but I can, I can just feel it coming. I know it's coming. They're all they're already testing the drones. They're already trying to work it out. I yes. It's going to happen. So what do you tell people in this constantly changing environment to do? I mean, do we need to just uh, make sure that we are we never stop learning, that we're always trying to stay up on what's happening now? Do we need to think more entrepreneurial yeah. no matter who we work for?
1: Yeah, I think I think you just nailed it, Christina. Uh, in fact, Jim Gilbert, my friend, the huggable car dealer, has an has that expression, ADL, always be learning. Like always, you'll never be able to invest too much in your own personal and professional training and development. But like you just said, it's this idea of learning to embrace change, but also recognizing that free agent nation is now a reality. Some people are predicting 50% of the economy. Forget the forget the pipe dream of the full time job with the secure salary and the benefits entrepreneurship is the wave of the future and and so we're going to be turned into an entire nation of free agents and project driven and purpose driven and that's really where this is going to play out to a large degree we're seeing it now and the the last thing and i'm glad you mentioned the freight train of change video anyone can just google it freight train of change and GaryMaxwell.com. but the But what I see, and I just had, you know, another executive group. I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba, as we do this interview today. And I can see there's just not enough of what I call this healthy paranoia um, around the executive boardroom table and CEOs still kind of laughing at, uh, you know, how this is going to play out. In other words, it's not going to happen to me. But yet we know history will show that um, you know, the North American auto industry laughed at the Japanese, right? And right. and and Blockbuster they laughed at Netflix, and you could go on and on, and and Kmart, you know, laughed at Walmart, and Walmart laughed at Amazon. Just keep going. It, it, the last thing you want to do is be laughing. The thing you want to do, as you said, is always be learning.
0: Right. We're all we all have to be on the cutting edge now.
1: Yeah. There, there, there's no forgiveness for not being, uh, and it's and it's not just upping your game every year now. We're getting into this cycle. Christina, you got to up your game every week.
0: Right. So when what is the first step to being able to do that? What should people read? Obviously, they should go to garramaxwell.com, check out your videos, take a look at some of the, the, the research that you've done uh, on this topic, but what would be someone's first step?
1: Go as far outside your comfort zone as possible. Um, you know, it, I don't. Th- I wish there was an easy step-by-step approach, and I don't think there is. I've thought about this. I've given this. I think it depends on what kind of passion you want to pursue. But I will say this: no matter what passion you want to pursue, at the end of the day, someone's going to have to know about you. Uh, so let's say you want to get into consulting, or Let's say you want to – give give me – actually, Christina, let's have some fun with this. You okay. give me a what-if scenario. Let's just do it that way.
0: All right. What if uh, someone wanted to gather together a group of former journalists and start their own uh, television station?
1: Well, you could absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. And so I would start by studying who's already doing it right now on the Internet, you know, I would, look at, I would look at Casey Neistat, for example. Casey Neistat was the guy who was a high school dropout out of uh, Connecticut, lived in a trailer park, and uh, moved to New York, and has become this massive YouTube sensation. He started doing YouTube videos every single day, uh, March of 2015, um, and he's had over a billion views. He's so influential, CNN has paid him $25 million for his app called Beam, B-E-M-E, which is really uh, an exploration of what newscasting of the future is going to look like. So if I want to understand what the future is going to look like, I want to start to really pay attention to, well, who are the thought leaders in that space? And I would say in every single space, so whether it's journalism, I'm watching Casey Neistat and particularly what are they doing at Beam? And I'm, I'm sure there's some other sites out there, but that's what I'm starting to do. And and this would apply to every single, you know, category or pursuit. Um, you know, I mean, let's face it. You, you want to be a pet groomer. Let's just right. say, well, there's so much more to pet grooming than just actually grooming the dog. Because, in addition to grooming the dog what do you got to do you got to get the people to bring the dog to you in the first place right and that's the hardest part of the job it's not the grooming of the dog how do you even get the person to seek you out and if there's a hundred dog groomers in you know wherever you're located and it doesn't matter whether it's pittsburgh or possum ridge arkansas what's going to separate your dog grooming company from all the other dog grooming companies? Right. Those are, those are very serious questions that people have to start addressing. And yes, there are some, some, some tools. I'm a big fan of books like the e Revisited, which I think will never go out of style. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Paulo Coelho's work, The Alchemist. Um, Seth Godin has written some great things. I think, in fact, if you want to know the manifesto for, uh, learning and change in the 21st century. Seth Godin wrote a marvelous book called Lynchpin. I think it just might be his best. Because no matter how much the technology changes, which it will, and we know the world's going to get faster, the world will always make room for the linchpin. Who is that person who is the linchpin? Who is the person that is indispensable to any cause or any community? And, and that might be one of the best places of all to start. So thank you for asking.
0: Right. Well, and in your business and in my business, I think the linchpin is the storyteller. And and, and you tell an excellent story. Thank you so much for, for being here and spending time with us. Tell us where we can see you coming up in 2018 and where we can find you and access all of your good stuff.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm all over North America. I've got about uh, 70 or so speaking dates. Uh, lined up already and they're they're still coming in uh i'm the easiest guy to find on the internet christina so thank you so much for asking it's gair g-a-i-r maxwell.com so that's gair maxwell.com i post uh the fresh original content every single monday it's called the reinvention chronicles where i, I do stories of personal brand business reinvention community career i just I just find different stories of reinvention where I travel and I share these in in the hope that, Christina, uh, people will actually uh, start to pay attention to um, not only what uh, the issues are coming up, but more than anything, uh, the wide open window of possibilities. I think that's what's exciting today, is that the healthy paranoia breeds uh, a real healthy uh, imagination for what is possible we can do things now like never before and and, and we can scale things like never before and we can really write uh, our own history but more importantly uh, carve our own destiny like never before
0: fabulous thank you so much for your time Gary appreciate it
1: oh my pleasure anytime Christina thanks to you and thanks to all those people uh, out there listening in podcasting land
0: The fantastic Gare Maxwell. Again, just Google him and you will find him. And check out his Reinvention Chronicles. He releases one every Monday. Uh, The one in particular that I really enjoyed is called The Freight Train of Change. This interview was done with Gare Maxwell earlier in 2018. So he has had many, many weeks of the... Uh, reinvention chronicles since our last conversation i hope you enjoyed that conversation i had a chance to watch him do a workshop when he was in town and he was great at helping businesses just creatively rethink their branding based on their story which often uh, defines the culture of a business so what's your story how are you innovating in your own life i'd love to hear about how you leverage skills from one industry to another and what you do to stay creative all right Some other folks that are staying creative, new age designs, development with purpose, ambition, and analytics. If you need digital marketing, you need design, SEO, SEM, Google Analytics set up, they can do that. They'll get you all set up with web hosting and they know all the key technologies. New Age Design staff has spent decades managing various UX and web marketing projects for large corporations, giving them the opportunity to work with the most talented digital agencies in the world. They certainly can help you. Check them out, newagedesigns.com. When you reach out and you use the code FRESHAGENDA and they'll take great care of you. Coming attractions for a fresh agenda include a movie industry veteran who will be joining us on the podcast and a concert and festival promoter who is innovating in that space. Reach out anytime on any of my platforms. The best way to reach me right now is through my website, christinamendanza.com. That is Christina with no H, just C-R, and Mendanza with no Z, just S-A. Thanks for being here. This has been a Fresh Agenda. Let's stay connected. This is a Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.